Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 at Edmonton, hour number two, Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer working out of the home office. Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports will join us at 135. Today we're going to talk a bit about Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Leon Dreisettel, and Ethan Bear during that segment. But as promised, uh, we're going to head off to our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and uh, be joined by my former boss uh, a number of years ago now. Uh, he is in his second stint as athletic director at the University of Alberta, and my preference would be to be having a more fun conversation than the one we're about to go through. Uh, difficult times, obviously, because of coronavirus. We welcome back to the show uh, Ian Reed. Hi, Ian. How you doing? I'm doing okay, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, well, let's uh, cut to the chase here. I know you, you had a coaches meeting on uh, Friday afternoon that was uh, uh, called, and that's never a good thing. And the word got out yesterday uh, that uh, could be something coming down the pipe. And for the listeners that are unaware, uh, significant uh, cancellations to seasons for all the fall sport teams in the country, including football, which is uh, the preeminent uh, fall sport. How challenging of a time right now is this Um for uh, university athletics across the country? Well, it's very challenging for the student-athletes, Bob, because they're primarily, you know, they're people that pay quite a lot of money to go to university, and they have to make decisions about that. And the student-athletes, of course, are very motivated by their opportunity to play a really high-level sports, and they now have to make some decisions about whether they, you know, will continue as students and, uh, you know, what will they do. So obviously what we're trying to do is ensure that they know that we are going to continue to train and do whatever competition we can over the fall and that they're certainly encouraged to, to come back and, and continue their role as full-time students and continue to train with us. So really uh, the difficulty right now is to make sure that we can answer all the questions the student athletes might have and encourage them to come back. So that's really our job right now. Can you explain to the listeners, Ian, why your funding model um, 
is challenged as a result of the coronavirus? Well, firstly, we we rely very heavily on the athletics and recreation fee that every student pays on campus uh, to access our games and our fitness facilities, our intramural programs, etc. And so once the university decided that they were going to go primarily online for the fall semester, it was sort of considered that that would also mean that they would be off campus. And so as a result, we lost our spring and summer fees, which was about $500,000. And now there's a prospect that we could be losing a lot of our fall fee. Uh, We don't know how much that'll be, but it'll be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars again. And then, you know, a lot of times we've been able to rely on external fundraising sources like casinos and golf tournaments and fundraising dinners, etc. But of course, those have all had to be shut down as well. So, you know, all of almost all of our funding sources are uh, very seriously challenged. And of course, the government cuts have been a big part of that, too. But it's, it's uh, you know, they're just all compounding factors. Uh, you've gone through the, the government funding cuts, as, as I recall, dating back in the early 1990s when Ralph Klein was premier. There was a pretty substantial cr- uh, cut across the board for post-secondary uh, educational institutes and, and public sector type scenarios. You guys were able to survive that and grow uh, grow things out quite substantially, um, but you didn't have coronavirus to deal with, did you? And that was, well, uh, I, I, it just reinforces, I guess, the challenges everybody has Ian, with COVID-19 right now. Oh, yeah, it's, it's everybody, Bob. It's not just us. And, and, you know, that's a big part of it is we, uh, we're very aware that in many ways we're, we're lucky to be in the situation that we're in, that we, we do have a very promising future and, you know, things will come back for us. And we're very, uh, very cognizant of the fact that there's lots of businesses that are seriously, their existence is threatened. And so we're in, in many ways, we're just very lucky. We're joined by Ian Reid, the longtime uh, athletic director at the University of Alberta, Bob Stoffer, with you on Oilers Now. Ian, at what point did you uh, know that it was going to go in this direction and, and that it was going to be an across-the-board thing for youth sports across the country for the fall sports? Well, we were, you know, as you know, we revised our schedules about a month ago with the, with the hope that there would be more uh, opportunity in the fall. And we're just trying as long as we can to hold off on making decisions to cancel. So we've always known that there was this possibility, but it, it got to the point where students were going to have to start making decisions about whether they uh, whether they were going to come to school or not, et cetera, et cetera. And so we, we have to make decisions as a result of the fact that we have students who have to make decisions much earlier. And so, you know, it's, we've, we've been looking at this for obviously for about six weeks and, you know, it just came to a head the last uh, three or four days. Is there a drop dead date for the winter sports teams? Like, do you have to know by X that evidently you're tied to the primarily undergraduate students uh, going back to all the institutions across the country, um, actually going into the school instead of doing things online? So do you have a date that you would have, you know, fundamental understanding of whether or not you're going to have a season for, you know, basketball, volleyball, uh, the hockey, all, all those winter sport type teams? Well, we agreed that it would be 
no later than October the 8th, but I just uh, asked for some information about what the drop date without penalty is for classes, and that's September 15th. And so for a student, if they if they are in school, let's say, in the first week of September, and then they were to find out that their uh, winter seasons, basketball, volleyball, hockey seasons were cancelled, for the winter semester, they might they might want to change their mind about some things, and so I think we need to make that decision before the drop date with with no penalty, which would be September fifteenth. So, uh, but anyway, the, the league decision was no later than October eighth. Yeah, uh, do you have a gut feel right now, or is it way too early to sort of forecast that? Well, I think it's way too early uh, with any confidence, but it looks to me like, uh, you know, there should be, we should be able to compete in the winter. Um, But, you know, the big problem, Bob, is everybody is aware with everything from the NHL on down, it's all about the travel and which provinces are in what state of affairs. And so we might be in really good shape in Alberta, but, you know, maybe one of the other provinces uh, isn't, and then... The athletes wouldn't be able to travel, and everything would fall apart. So, uh, I'm I'm pretty much fifty fifty on the winter right now, and that, that's about and that's really no decision at all, is it? No, but I completely empathize with the position here. And again, I mean, we talk about COVID numbers, Ian, on this show, usually around twelve ten to twelve uh, fourteen each day for a couple minutes. And the fact of the matter is, your conference that you're in, the Canada West, is you know. Western Canada, the numbers are better. Like we we talked today. Today was the first day that Quebec was in single-digit death totals uh, since at least the last five or six weeks. And the reality is, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and BC are in a way better place. But you're also beholden to as a youth sports overall to the rest of the country. But I mean, was there any thought to maybe? I guess it's irrelevant if they don't have these students in school, do they? And is that a is that a decision that's made? at the provincial level or is that a a federal decision that's made in terms of which schools are having students come back and be in class uh, for university well first of all it's a provincial health authority decision and then secondly once they give the parameters then each institution can decide how they want to how they want to react to whatever conditions are in place but i do know that the universities have worked very hard to have some consistency across the country in terms of how they're managing their various uh, COVID issues. And I know there was lots of discussion across Canada to get uh, different various universities to uh, collectively agree that they were going to go online. And uh, and then, you know, the, the, whether or not students are on campus and online, I mean, obviously you could be sitting in, in the confines of the University of Alberta and just still be online. So online is different than on campus. Uh, but there has, it has been a relatively national conversation around how this is getting dealt yeah. with for the fall. There are some universities that are declaring themselves that they'll be quite open, but there's also lots of universities that are already talking about being closed in the winter semester. Uh, so there, it's really an ongoing conversation. But we, we do have some flexibility and autonomy based on our numbers, but it really all comes down to provincial health authorities at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think last Thursday I mentioned that the governor for Texas has said, you know, his expectation would be they'd have at least 50% seating uh, for college football games in Texas. And I I mean, thinking of the Southeastern Conference specifically for college football in the states, those states are going to challenge what 
a lot of the rest of the world thinks you should be doing just by nature of of how they see things and what college football means to states like Alabama and Louisiana. But it's a complete, obviously, it's a completely different business model than the one you guys are in, where you're so tied, obviously, into being funded uh, through that student fees and services. It's a different world, isn't it? Well, I mean, can you imagine trying to figure out what to do with NCAA football when your school is relying on tens, twenties, a hundred million dollars in revenue from that? I just, I wouldn't want to be in their, in their shoes in their situation. But that is a very, very interesting thing to watch, and obviously very serious. Uh, all right. Well, in uh, hopefully uh, the next time we have you on is to maybe talk about the startup of the winter uh, sports season. It sounds like uh, we're, it's going to be a September October thing. Um, best of luck dealing with this. And again, I'm sorry that uh, uh, you guys really had no choice but to take the action that was announced today. Well, I'm really looking forward to talking to you again too, because you can always tell us how all of our teams are going to do before the season starts, which is really helpful for me. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, Bob. Uh, I'll say this. When the Golden Bears hockey team come back, uh, I think they win the next national championship, whatever that is. Just after what happened last year against UBC, the, these things have a tendency of sort of evening out, Ian, when you lose sometimes when maybe you shouldn't. Uh, usually you end up maybe uh, getting back at her and you get one. And clearly your football team is uh, headed in the right direction under Chris Morris, so you should be happy with that as well. There you go. Well, when, you, when you say those things, I sleep a lot better, Bob, so thanks a lot and stay safe. <laughs> Stay safe, Ian. That is uh, longtime University of Alberta Athletic Director Ian Reed. He's actually in his second stint, uh, Dale Shula, uh, who was a member of the 72 Vanier Cup uh, Golden Bear squad. He threw a touchdown pass in that game off of a fake field goal. Dale Shula twice was the athletic director at the U of A, and, uh, and, so, and so too has Ian Reed now been athletic director. Man, those guys have seen some things between the two of them. They've basically been the ADs at the U of A since the late late 1980s with the exception of a three-year two or three-year run with kim gordon who came in from uh, ubc uh she missed out on an opportunity to go to the 1980 olympics when canada elected uh, if you're struggling to lose weight you've probably heard about weight loss medications like wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you meet plush care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey if you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply not to go. All right, we're going to take a quick time out. We'll get back to some texts. Reed Wilkins is coming up at 135, and you're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And it is 120 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. The Edmonton Oilers have just tweeted out uh, that Alex Chason, Matt Benning, Chris Russell, Tyler Benson, and Stuart Skinner. <laughs> 
Are on the ice for the Oilers today at Rogers Place as Phase 2 of NHL's return to play plan is officially underway. So again, Chason, Benning, Russell, Benson, and Stuart Skinner. We will mention that there's no media availability uh, for Rogers Place at this time. You can text us at any time on 780-496-0063. Brendan, a couple things. Uh, just how do you read again the athletic director from the University of Alberta, who in the past has served as uh, sort of the head of the, the AD's uh, at a national level as well. By the way, the we had Graham Brown on the show last summer. Uh, he ended up getting sick during the year and resigned as the CEO of U Sports. I don't think he made a lot of headway uh, in his role in his year. Um, I know they've added Grant McEwen. And I be, is it Trinity Western have added uh, hockey programs that are going to go into U Sports? But uh, this thing with coronavirus and the challenges that are going to come i i I think it's going to cost some uh well we've already seen the university of lethbridge pronghorns hockey program that's the one that john uh john uh mike babcock led to a uh university cup championship back in the mid-1990s they've already folded brendan you think we could see some more given sort of the parameters of how ian laid things out and the importance of getting that uh, student fees and services uh total coming in yeah and i look at the smaller schools too like the brandon bobcats program for example or maybe even the university of regina i'm not just looking at the hockey programs i'm thinking of canada west wide with some of these sports uh you know you gotta wonder it we don't know what to expect after this after a pandemic so so you just keep your fingers crossed, I suppose, and see. But it is interesting how how heavily relied upon they are, um, the students are, to keep their own programs afloat. I didn't. I don't think I really realized that. Yeah. Now, did you know that the the Bobcats won three consecutive uh, university sport championships in '87, '88, and '89? I'm not sure you uh, uh, are aware of this. Have you ever heard of the Tulane Pipeline? No. They had players kicked out of the NCAA for point shaving on those teams in the late 1980s. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, they were the original last chance you in many respects, Brandon. They did win a national championship in 96. This after Don Horwood's Golden Bears. We had Don on the show about uh, three weeks ago. After Don Horwood's Golden Bears had won back-to-back titles, 93, 94, 94, 95. Don's last title was in 02. So uh, Brandon could have some challenges. I mean, certainly it's a smaller school. I don't think there's more than 3,500, 4,000 students at that institution. But uh, they were always, uh, during Jerry Hemming's days, a program that had recruited heavily out of the uh, NCAA. And speaking of the NCAA, I'll double down on my statement. If any, uh, you know, we're watching all these sports leagues, and it's it's simple, man. Follow the money. Uh, the leagues, and the NHL is one of them, where there's money in play, there's the appetite uh, to get back after it. The NBA's laid things out. The National Hockey League hasn't quite laid it out the same way, but it's putting things structurally in place. But if when it comes to fans, because I have people, Brendan, all the time uh, t- say to me, well, you know, geez, if Edmonton ends up being one of the pods, why can't a person that has a suite go in? Well, that's unlikely to happen at this stage. But I do think for the purposes of fans at games, keep an eye on states like Texas, which are not in the SEC. Uh, Texas is in the Big 12, but also... The SEC, the Southeastern Conference, Georgia, 
Alabama, Louisiana, Florida. Uh, All you need to know when it comes to Alabama is when Donald Trump, uh, regardless of what you think of him, you might love him, you might hate him, but one place where he's loved, Alabama. Uh, And so they are a a free-thinking state and not necessarily one in a lot of regards and i'm not speaking for everybody in that state but you know they love their alabama football program and the auburn football program so that might be the place that ultimately ends up pushing the envelope uh to get uh, uh fans back in the stands at their games i don't know we'll have to wait and see on that front but i would not bet against sec schools having fans in the stands by the fall again you can text us at 780-496-0063 don says bob the reason nhl on our ashley fine floors text line the reason the nhl telecasts more maple leaf games is basic money much higher audience brings in dollars for the network do you really think the network wants to have the Oilers games with a few thousand viewers when a leaf game has a few million well there's more than a few thousand um uh, viewers per, per Oilers game for TV. I will tell you that right now. And I know that because there's 45,000 daily listeners to this show, according to the latest book. So I'm going to guarantee you that you're in the hundreds of thousands for uh, the Oilers uh, for games. But you're right. The Maple Leafs have a way bigger fan base. And obviously, I was uh, being facetious a bit in my conversation with John uh, Shannon about the fact that 92 Leafs games are in a year when they only play 82 games in the regular season. Uh, Trevor says, Bob, is it okay to have 15,000 people packed together for a protest? Why not for a hockey rink? Trevor, that's your your perspective. I've heard that perspective more than once. Uh, Some might say that the importance is different for those two events. One might say one event's inside, uh, one event's outside. Take it for what it's worth. There's lots of different perspectives, and people are allowed to have freedom of choice and free will and uh, do critical thinking and critical feeling as well. EA has texted us, hey, Bob, out of uh curiosity if you know it all is sportsnet pretty much guaranteed to continue holding the regional rights or is tsn in the mix i'm not sure where they're at i would surprise that there's would be surprised if there's been some um now we've had a couple now texters i'm just checking the text out i'd be surprised regarding the tv rights i'd be surprised if there hadn't been further conversations between sportsnet and the orders at this stage uh matt out of lethbridge uh absolutely crazy how we support promote 10 to fifteen thousand people protesting but are scared to put fans in stadium to support and cheer on their team what's the difference okay again you can Text us at 7804960063. Trevor texts back and says, Hey, don't get me wrong, I completely support the protest and what it stands for. He's just saying, Why can't you have fans in the stands? Again, you can text us at 7804960063. Uh, it's an interesting discussion, philosophically speaking. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. The eclectic, that's how he was described by Kurt Levins from the Cult of Hockey. Reed Wilkins coming up when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.